Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. We all, like Mary, have had a situation where we had a certain vision of the future and dreams and goals, and everything changed so dramatically and a sense of uncertainty. And Mary doesn't doubt that God is speaking to her. And yet, as a human, certainly she went through all the motions of realizing her vision of the future would be changed dramatically, and she would have to start living day by day, trusting God and in faith, and knowing that her life was truly in God's hands, not in her own control. And I think that's the starting point we connect with Mary. Who is Mary, and how can we relate to her this Christmas season? We're joined today by Dr. Marina Hoffman. She's a Bible and theology professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. She's also an author. Today on Connections, she's going to show us how we can relate to Mary in more ways than we could ever imagine. We're joined today by Dr. Marina Hoffman. She's a Bible and theology professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. She is also the author of the book titled Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. So you are a biblical scholar. Your expertise is on women in the Bible. I want to know, how did you become an expert on this? What piqued your curiosity and decided uh, made you decide to focus your studies on that? I studied it from a scholarly perspective at the University of Toronto, and then I was in a huge car wreck that really destroyed my life in so many ways. And as I came out of all those injuries, I revisited the stories that I knew so well, but I saw them in a new light in terms of realizing that their struggles and challenges were so much like my own. So I found great inspiration in them. And then increasingly, people asked me to publish a book so they could read it and understand and you know, relate the stories to their life and struggles too. Tell us a little bit, uh, you've been on our show before and you've shared a little bit about your story, but share a little bit more about that car wreck and the miracle that came out of that. Yeah, we were coming down from Sudbury seven years ago. And at the time there were still some patches of construction on the highway and everything happened in a perfect storm. It was literally right on a bridge where it the highway dwindled down to one lane each way. Someone coming toward us lost control or something happened. We're not sure. But sure enough, he plowed right into us at, you know, 100, 110 miles, uh, kilometers an hour. And as a result, we had physical injuries, my husband and I, psychological problems, mental, had a brain injury. So it was just a mess. And I think the worst part was a couple years later, even though we had gotten so much better, the doctor said we couldn't have a child. But in time, God graced us with a beautiful little girl. So really, that for me was the final chapter of God restoring our lives. Although still, you know, we have some lingering injuries and really inspires us to keep trusting God every day. Now you put together a book uh, called Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's an eight-week study. Every week, people look at one story of the Bible at a time. And if you want to do it for personal devotions, that's fine. It was written that way. But increasingly, people said they wanted to have it as a small group. And I am not a small group leader. I feel very intimidated by that. And I always think it's so much work. So I really designed it for someone like myself. I did all the work. They can start the small group by playing a video that's free and ad-free on my website. 
And from there, the book goes through a little introduction and background and context to place these stories in history and then question and answer as they work through the passage. And at the end, there's reflection questions overall. And I'll say this, none of the questions are going to put you in a yes or no situation because <laughs> those are brutal. And then even ending with a prayer for people that might not yet feel comfortable praying in front of others. So it's really the whole study in one package to encourage people to gather together, because right now I think that's hugely important. We've become so segregated and isolated in many ways, and coming together with God's word is powerful and encouraging, and we need that support from one another. You, uh, like, as an expert as women in the Bible, and with Christmas around the corner, I think you say to somebody, name a woman from the Bible. (laughs) First one we're going to mention is probably Mary, Jesus's mother, right? Yes, exactly. Even me too. She's such a favorite. Why is she your favorite? She's my favorite really from this study because before I I studied her and I felt so distant. And I think that's really because of art. We have all these iconic images of Mary and she's always perfect, right? She's got a halo and her child is so perfectly still on her lap, looking right at the camera as it were. And I have a three-year-old and it is anything but that in real life. So I loved her, but felt so distant from her in sense of relating to her personal life. But as I did this study and had to make the connection for others, I realized she had so much to offer us today. Do you think that um, a, a lot of times we kind of gloss over Mary and what all she actually went through? Yeah, because it seems, again, so foreign. How many of us have had an angel visibly come to us? (laughs) Of course, we don't connect in that way. And yet, you know, Mike, in the last two years, we've all gone through a dramatic change. And we've all, like Mary, have had a situation where we had a certain vision of the future and dreams and goals, and everything changed so dramatically and a sense of uncertainty And Mary doesn't doubt that God is speaking to her. And yet as a human, certainly she went through all the motions of realizing her vision of the future would be changed dramatically. And she would have to start living day by day, trusting God and in faith and knowing that her life was truly in God's hands, not in her own control. And I think that's the starting point we connect with Mary. How did you come to relate to her? Well, I think a lot of her calling from God. And what is it fundamentally, of course, to bear Christ? And she does bear Christ literally. But as I think of my own life, I realize her call is also like ours, to bear Christ in our words and actions every day. And there's a sense of in which our impact can impact the world, people beyond us. But I think in Mary's life, her biggest impact was really in the day-to-day, in raising Jesus and all the challenges of being a mom, and then sticking by his side for his whole life and beyond. And in my own life, again, I have a three-year-old, I have a husband, and remembering every day that God's call on my life starts with bearing Christ to the people that I live with, and the people in my close circle, my friends, my neighbors, my family— And what an incredible call to join Mary in bearing Christ and in reflecting him every day, even though it requires a lot of patience and it's often challenging. What uh, gets lost on a lot of us sometimes, too, I think, is like who Mary actually was. Like she was probably a teenaged girl, right? Yeah, so young. And 
doesn't that make it so incredible how she commits to this call on her life? And I find it amazing. She does not even doubt that it's possible. And we have so many stories in scripture where people want a sign, right? Or probably all think of Gideon, do this sign and then this sign and do another one. And (laughs) let me know for sure that you're speaking to me and really you're calling me. That's not Mary. She has complete faith and belief that what the angel said will come true. Her only doubt is in the limitation of herself. She said, how can I, how can this be accomplished in me? Because I'm just a virgin. So what an incredible faith to trust God entirely and that our only doubt would be in our own limitations. I I don't want to be too divisive here, but I need to put you on the spot and ask you as a theologian, as a biblical expert, do you like the song, Mary, Did You Know? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I feel like I would have to analyze every line (laughs) to answer your question, but it's such a classic. How can we not love it? And you know, one thing, Mike, is that it's about a woman in the Bible. So that to me is the best part. How beautiful that (laughs) this writer realized we can have a whole story about the example and faith of a woman in the Bible and how that can speak to us in a powerful way. I wonder, like, so how can we today, like you mentioned, like the angel comes to Mary and she just is all in right away. How can we be more like Mary? Well, I think having a commitment to God's call, no matter what shape it takes. And as you say, Mary was committed. And I think we so often picture her in the nativity story. But her influence on Jesus, and we can say the world, goes far beyond those first few years of Jesus's life. We see her showing up in, for example, the wedding at Cana, where she is central to propelling Jesus on to begin his ministry. And then, of course, the death of Christ, the resurrection, the ascension. And then we would say her mission is completed, right? She's done everything the angel asked her. Now she can go revisit her own dreams and ambitions for her life. But no, we find Mary showing up in the book of Acts after Jesus has left earth. There she is waiting for the Holy Spirit, waiting for God's call and commission to bring the message of Jesus Christ and his ministry to the world in establishing the early church. So for me, I think, what has God called me to and how can I go even above and beyond it to give a lifelong commitment to what God wants for my life? How do we know what God has called us to do? Oh, that is such, I think, a hard question, because I think so many of us think of this huge, big picture, right? We want to make a world impact, maybe, or we want to have a legacy that goes beyond us. And we have all these, can we say, goals and images of success that I think are far too based on the culture around us. But God's vision of success for our life, I believe, is found in the day-to-day. And if we can simply make an impact in the people around us in the day-to-day, and we can be filled with the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit and show that every day to those around us, I think, Colleen, in the end, at the end of our life, we will have made the very impact we want, a far-reaching legacy. And when we look at women in the Bible, Mary and many others, it is often in the small, ordinary acts, right? Calling the ordinary Mm -hmm. act of being a mom that Mm -hmm. Mary impacts the world. Why is it so important for us women to step forward and to fulfill those callings? We quite often will sit back and go, I don't know, you know? Yeah, it's so sad, isn't it? I think sometimes in the church, we hear so many stories about the males that we really come to the conclusion that females in scripture 
are the minor characters. But Colleen, I have to be honest, the more I study women in the Bible, the more I see that that's not true. Women are at the forefront of all the great movements in scripture. You look at humanity and creation. Eve is at the center and you go through story by story. Um, In my book, I talk about the midwives, right? At the beginning of God's miraculous work to deliver the Israelites, it starts with a miracle that's accomplished through the midwives in Exodus. Rahab, right at the beginning, central to the Israelites having victory over Jericho. And we see story and story. Look at Hannah at the beginning of the prophets, right? She raises this man who is a beautiful spiritual leader in Israel. And then Mary, of course, the beginning of Jesus's ministry on earth. So I think we should not in any way demean or think that women are not significant in the history of the Bible. And Colleen, if they're not insignificant in scripture, they're certainly not insignificant today. And women have a huge role and a huge influence, even when we don't recognize it. But how wonderful when we realize all that God has called us to be, that God delights in us, and that God desires us to make a major impact on this world. We see that play out in Jesus's ministry, right? Like women were central to his ministry. There were the 12 disciples, but there were women right there with him too on a lot of those journeys. And he often invited them into deeper relationship. That's right. And you have some of the most faithful examples being women in the New Testament and in the Gospels. And, you know, I just think of, of what you're saying, the first evangelist is a woman, right? She hears about Jesus at the well. She doesn't doubt. She doesn't go through several years of pondering. She immediately accepts Jesus offer of living water. And then she goes and tell the village. So, so many times we see women at this central moment, but again, we can skip over their influence, but how beautiful that we have this example of so many women who hear the message of Jesus and immediately believe. And like you say, they make that lifelong commitment because they keep appearing over and over in Jesus's life, following him, just like his male disciples. The cool thing about Mary, too, is not only is she great, obviously, in the Bible, she also is a prominent person in the secular world when it comes to Christmas. A lot of people who have no faith or no belief or people who are not Christians know the story and know who Mary is. Yes, but I you know, wonder how many times we're able to dive in past that image of a perfect Mary. And she was so righteous, but she is also someone that I think can inspire us in our day by day. But I'm not sure that always gets picked up in secular culture. So as, yeah, what sticks out to you then in the Christmas story, as you recount that with your own daughter and tell her the story, what are some of the... Uh, images that come to your mind thinking about Mary and all that she went through? Oh, what a good question, because she's just three and a half and she's just really capturing the beauty of the Christmas story. And I think what's lovely to me is there's this movie called The Star, which you've seen a few times, and Mary definitely plays a prominent role. So I think she is finding such beauty in the fact that God appears to Mary and that Mary has this beautiful child. And just the fact that Mary has a child and the beauty of everyone's, you know, in the little nativity set she has, putting all the characters around the baby Jesus. I think it's beautiful how her focus is on Jesus, but Mary is right there beside the little babe. Yeah, when the angel comes to Mary and and uh, tells her what's all going to happen, we have what's called the Magnificat, right? Mary's response. And my soul glorifies 
the Lord. Like, what a response to have. Yeah, and another line that I love is when she says, the mighty one has done great things for me. And Mike, um, that really reminds me of the need for us to share our stories. We can call it testimony, but it doesn't have to be so dramatic as my own testimony. Just the story of God's faithfulness in our life day by day, pulling us through. In some cases, just getting us out of bed in the morning, getting us past sickness and trials and all the frustrations of life. But what a beautiful... We have the whole Christmas story in part because of Mary and her testimony. So beautiful that she declares that God has done great things for us. And I think a call for us to do the same. As we head into Christmas and the Christmas season, what are you hoping that people will think of when it comes to Mary and the Bible as a whole and the women in there? For Mary, I think the reminder that Mary was so blessed and Mary found favor in God. But there's also this passage that comes along in Luke where a woman calls out, blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. And that is true. But what does Jesus reply? He says, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. And what a beautiful scene where Jesus acknowledges the blessing that is upon Mary, but then invites us all to be part of the blessedness and favor upon Mary, simply if we will hear the word of God and obey it. And hearing the word of God is simple. We have a Bible. We're so blessed in this day and age. And to obey it is a much a harder call. But if we simply hear God's word and obey it, we become blessed and favored as Mary. So all those beautiful images we have of Mary that we talked about at the beginning of the segment, that kind of blessing and favor is upon those who follow Jesus as well. I love that. You mentioned Luke too, and I always picture like at the start of the Gospel of Luke, Luke writes that he interviewed all the key eyewitnesses of Jesus's life. He doesn't say who But if he did that, then that means he interviewed Mary, right? And so I always picture Mary and Luke sitting down at a table or something or on the ground together and her recounting all these stories of her son's life to Luke. What a special moment that must have been. Oh, yeah. And I love what you're saying, because so often we have this idea that males only authored the Bible. And yet this story we're talking about is from Mary's perspective. Mm. And in many senses, we can attribute the authorship to Mary, even though uh, Luke wrote it down. She was the central eyewitness and the only eyewitness to the angel appearing to her. Tell us about uh, your book, Women in the Bible, the small group Bible study, where we can find that and how we could uh, stay up to date with you online. Thank you. The book Women in the Bible Small Group Bible Study is available on Amazon and Christian bookstores across Canada. And if you want to look at the free video series and follow me, my my website is womeninthebible.info. Or you can look me up on Instagram at Marina Hoffman too. Thank I'm you again. I'm just going to follow you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us again today. Okay, God bless you all. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, if you want to listen to this conversation or any of the other conversations that we've had on Connections, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that podcast at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.